Welcome to another edition of Tech Writer Voices. This is a... You can't clap. You can't. <laughs> okay. This is another edition of Tech Writer Voices. Today, we are playing a presentation by David McNamee from Microsoft on Vista and Office 2007. So, in this in this presentation, obviously, it has a he heavy visual component because he's demoing these two systems. However, I don't think it's absolutely critical that you that you see the screens. He does a great job describing them, and you can really picture them. And also, he gives a lot of other information about the purpose behind it. So he gave this presentation in May to the Suncoast chapter in Tampa, Florida, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, thank you very much, and thanks everyone for coming and spending the evening looking at these new products. Um, now, uh, let me start off by saying I am not a technical writer myself. Um, I am the kind of person that technical writers do not like. <laughs> I am a software developer um, by trade, training, and genetic defect. So I am the sort of person that really drives technical writers mad. So uh, I will try and answer your questions as best as I can. Uh, I can guarantee there will be some things that I don't know. And uh, we can certainly take those back and, and round up some answers and, and get them back to you and get those answers out through Tom and the, the chapter website. Okay. But what I would like to do is spend some time looking at both Windows Vista and Office 2007. Uh, these products shipped in November, so they've been out for a few months. Adoption has been pretty good. We're happy. We've beaten some expectations in a number of categories. Um, I, uh, I don't do a lot of PowerPoint slides, okay? so we're going to be doing some hands-on, adventurous things. Uh, things might blow up. Uh, things might not blow up. We might have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun either way. Uh, this is a real Windows Vista desktop. This is mine. This is what I live out of every day. And uh, like a lot of people in, in, in my field, um, the desktop is, is pretty much a mess. Okay? So we have to consider a few things. When we're working with Windows and Office and, and really any kind of computing system, there, there are three main things that we think about doing. Uh, creating information, which you folks are intimately familiar with, finding it, finding information, and then sharing it. So we're going to focus on those three things as we go through tonight. And the first thing that I need to do is I need to find where that music's coming from. I don't know if you guys can hear it. I've got, uh, I've got some uh, Tuts Washington in the background. Um, leave from here, get on a plane to New Orleans. Jazz Fest is closing this weekend, so I'll be out there. And uh, so i got the background music. And it's a little cluttered. Okay. So, you know, traditionally working with Windows, you have the uh, taskbar down here, and you've got the little uh, application icons, and you don't always know what's, what's happening there. Uh, so now we can go down and, and float over, and you'll notice that it's actually showing me what's in the application. Okay. And notice I've got a little visualizer effect running there, so it's, it's even showing me that. Um, that's, that's nice, kind of gives me an idea. Uh, I know a lot of times I'll have multiple instances of the same application open, and it's nice to kind of quickly see, all right, which one is which. Okay, I might have a few Excel spreadsheets open, might have a few Word documents open. Uh, that's nice, but that's kind of tiny. Um, if I hit the, the Windows key, 
and the tab key at the same time, I can actually start flipping through these and get a much better representation of, of what's happening in these different windows in my desktop. And you see I've got a ton of things out there. It is. There's my uh, Zoom Media Player. And uh, we can ask uh, Tuts to stay quiet for the rest of the presentation. Okay. So first thing, finding. Finding what's on your desktop. Okay. Spend a lot of time doing that. I know I do. Um, we want to put some of the more important things right there uh, at your fingertips with Windows. And we have over here on the right um, this uh, little gadget area. Okay? And we have a number of, of, of little gadgets here. Uh, you can put your own on here. Okay? Um, I actually keep a, a Redmond clock on my desktop and, and people go, oh, what? why do we care about Redmond? Hopefully you don't. Okay? I do because I have to meet with people who actually live out in the Pacific Northwest and schedule meetings and things like that. And uh, I'm kind of an arithmetic dummy and uh, for some reason have a hard time subtracting three from the current time. So I like to keep my clock right up there. Okay? Um, I have uh, our photos. You know, I've got some you know, vacation pictures and, and things like that. You know, personal goo. I've got traffic. Okay? I've got, uh, this is from uh, live.com. So this is live traffic, and you can see I got Malfunction Junction right there, dead center. Okay, it's looking looking kind of good right now. Uh, I also have a, a search bar, so I can type a web search right here, and it'll launch uh, live.com search in my browser uh, without having to go and fuss around with opening up a web browser and going to my search engine. Okay? Now there's a lot of different kinds of gadgets that are out there, uh, everything from stock tickers and machine performance monitors to things that uh, uh, individual companies are creating. Uh, I have a customer who is a call center and they have one that they've built in-house for watching the performance of the call queues. Okay. So there's different kinds of things. Disney just released one for uh, Hong Kong, for their park in, in Hong Kong to introduce folks to the Disney experience. There's a little thing that sits here and every once in a while Mickey Mouse pops up and provide some new information and you can like, kind of navigate through Hong Kong Disneyland. There's a lot of different applications for this. So we go way beyond the, the, the cutesy little, oh that's nice but who cares sort of things you usually see in a, uh, a public demonstration. What else do we have around finding things? Okay. Well first off, when we get to the start menu, now what versions of Windows are you folks using? Windows XP, Windows 2000, somewhere in there? Okay, great. One of the things that's always driven me crazy uh, about Windows is when you go to the Start button, you're looking for a program. Okay? Um, now, when I was a kid, I was never good at operation. I, I always had trouble with the funny bone, right? I always feel like I was playing operation when I was trying to start a program because you had to go to the Start menu, programs, find the program folder, move it over just quite right, then click on the thing, and then if you miss, just, just, just by a couple of pixels, you got to start over. Okay? Bit of a problem. Well, what we've done is uh, we've done away with that. So it's straight down the list. So now when I look for programs in a, in a folder, it comes in straight here. No more fly out. It's much, much easier. It's less frustrating uh, to, have to, to have to do this. Even still, um, I've gotten away from navigating to programs. 
because what we've done with Windows Vista is integrated search right into the start menu. So if I want to, for example, find Microsoft Word, I can type Word. And it's going to find the application. Notice that it not only found the application, it's finding documents, it's finding email that's relevant to this search that I've put in. So I can just go ahead and launch Word straight from here. Uh, but now if I'm trying to find, let's see, something from Tom. Okay, so there we go. There's the mail from Tom uh, about the details of tonight's meeting. Okay. Make it much, much easier to go find what's out there. Um, same thing with the files on the file system. The problem that uh, I and a number of folks have had over the years with computer file systems is their hierarchical uh, file structures. Okay? Uh, humans are not designed to think in terms of deep nested hierarchies. That's just not the way human 1.0 was released. Okay? So we need to do something that's a bit better. Now we can't really, at this point, change that fundamental architecture of, of how we store documents. We, we certainly are working on that and have some exciting things coming. But for now, we can certainly improve search. So that if I want to find uh, a document regarding SharePoint, I can go and find that without having to remember exactly where on the file system I placed it. Okay. And close that search. And uh, that extends also to other places inside of Windows. For example, the control panel. You ever had to go to the control panel and, and, and add a printer or add a draw, do something like that? Oh, I, I should say, those of you who are nodding furiously at adding a printer, you no longer have to have administrative privileges to add a printer. Or, or to change, you know, your clock. You know, some, these, some of these things, it's, it's much, uh, much more sane uh, than, than uh, the way some things used to be. As a matter of fact, if we uh, think about printers, if I just type printers there, it's going to search the control panel for me and go, oh, okay, here's all the stuff that's related to printers. I don't have to navigate, I don't have to, I don't have to be this, this expert and dedicate a third of my, my lower brain stem to understanding navigating Windows internals. And, and that's great because I've got a lot better things to, uh, to work with here. One other thing I'd like to point out for finding information inside of uh, Windows Vista, and uh, I'm sure some of you have to deal with image libraries. Okay. Um, when we're Going through Windows Explorer, uh, if you have to do that, you'll notice that uh, it actually gives me a preview of what's inside these folders. So I can kind of, at a glance, maybe kind of get an idea for what's in there. Uh, what I'd like to do is go into the photo gallery. And as we collect these photographs, we can tag them immediately um, with some metadata. So if I click California, we'll see the photos that I, I took. Let's see. While I was on vacation not too long ago. Uh, let's see. 
out in Laguna Beach, so we can quickly find these things. This is actually stored in a folder seven or eight levels deep. Okay? But if I tag these things as they come in, I can do that really quickly. Uh, you'll notice that there's a little add tags button here. Uh, we're set. Away we go. All right. Yes? And, and those tags are on each specific file? Mm-hmm. No, they're not kept separately. They're they're actually uh, injected into the file. There's uh, the the photo standards all have room for metadata tags, so we just inject it right in there using you know the definitions that we've already had. Like yes. Kind of like an MP3 tag. Kind of like an MP. It's 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 very uh, analogous to an MP3 tag. Yes. I have a question about your um, the search capability for uh, when you typed in SharePoint. Sure. Um, Sure. For, and then for every project and so forth. Right. Um, does it organize, um, organize, have some type of heading, um, you know, for the SharePoint site and then the documents that you access underneath there or is it just so the question was, uh, you know, we're using a whole bunch of SharePoint sites, and if I do a search, how is it going to organize the results? Um, well, it, it organizes by source. Okay, so here, uh, if I go ahead and see all results, okay, uh, we can do like we used to do in, in Windows Explorer and kind of... Uh, sort and organize and you'll see that I have a uh, you know, folder here. Okay. Now out of the box uh, Vista does not know about your SharePoint sites. Okay. So that's something that IT would, would need to let you, you know, let SharePoint or let Vista search take advantage of SharePoint's search engine and we can do that. So the, the, the new SharePoint and the Vista are Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those those products are all capable of working with each other. I thought I saw a flash of a hand back here. Was I mistaken? Okay, great. Uh, so let's move on. Um, Going to move away from from Vista a little bit and get into Office 2007. How many of you have seen Office 2007 before just now? A couple of you. Okay. The first thing that you probably notice is it looks a little bit different. The menus. Where, oh, where have the menus gone? Um, they're gone. They are not coming back. Um, again, we come back to the idea that humans just aren't designed for deep hierarchical structures. It just doesn't work out too well. And with Office, we've gotten nuts with hierarchies, especially in the file menu. Okay. So we uh, had to take a look at this. Now, Microsoft has uh, uh, the ability to get a lot of feedback from people. Uh, we have an, an email address uh, that if you ever want something from a Microsoft product, just you know, mswish at microsoft.com. Um, those of you who, who have uh, uh, 
you know, corporate uh, representatives from Microsoft to, you know, your, your sales reps, your account managers. Uh, they take the feedback, send it right to Microsoft. Uh, we also uh, get uh, uh, information right from the tools. Uh, there's something called the uh, Customer Experience Program that will send some usage data uh, back to Microsoft about, uh, you know, what did you click on and, and how often did you click there and, you know, uh, and even where didn't you click. You know, that's more important sometimes. Um, and the kind of feedback that we would, would get was, uh, well, you know, I only use 20% of, of what's in Word. Or, uh, you know, everything that, that uh, I need was in Word 95 or 97 or whatever. Um, uh, but then we would get these requests for new features. And the teams did the breakdown and... 80% of the requests for new features for Microsoft Office were for things that were already in Microsoft Office. They just didn't know where to find them. So we would get feedback from, from people who would say, you know, there's got to be a way to do this. I just don't know where it is. Okay. Uh, that's, that's obviously broken. Um, I, I'm going to show you a couple of uh, PowerPoint slides here. Um, just because it's, it's, it's very eye-opening, I think. This chart gives us an idea of the number of menu items for previous versions of Microsoft Word. If we go all the way back to Word 1, and we've got not quite 50 menu items. Now, typically we had six, maybe seven menus, 50 items spread across those. That's not too bad. That kind of works. But then we start getting into uh, Word 95. We've broken 100. Getting a, little, getting a little rough here. Word 97 explodes. Word 2003, the previous version of, of Word, we've broken the 250 menu item mark. That's a lot to stuff into a hierarchy and expect people to know and be comfortable using the tool. We run out of menus, so what do we do? We start adding toolbars and task panes. And you can see that those things just exploded over the years. Because we, we started adding all this functionality and we needed some place to put it. Anybody uh, remember this guy? This is Word 1 for Windows. This is, this is a crusty old thing. We actually keep machines around that have all this stuff installed. Uh, it was actually kind of fun for Office 2007. We had an archaeology team. <laughs> um, we, we had to because one of the promises for Word 2007, actually all of Office, is that everything you've ever done to customize Office is going to work in Office 2007. Your, 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 your custom menus, your custom toolbars, your custom, all that stuff, it's going to work. Okay? Now in order to keep that promise, we had to figure some stuff out. <laughs> because there's stuff in, let's say, Excel that current team members up in Redmond didn't know about until we started talking up to some of our major customers, some of the major accounting firms who live and die by the spreadsheet. They'd come to us and say, well, what about, uh, you know, so-and-so? And, and we'd go, well, what the heck is so-and-so? It's like, well, we've been using it since, you know, Excel version 4. And they're like, oh, let me go. So they're reading, like, Peter Norton's Guide to Excel 3 and, and you know, <laughs> dusting off these books. Um, 
So we, we had to go through this exercise of going, all right, what did this look like? Okay, where do we go next? From there we went to, this is uh, uh, 95. Okay? Um, our menus, because we had such a problem with menus, we realized it back then, the idea was, well, gee, let's, let's bubble the most frequently used menu items up to the top. Now, as technical writers, if you're trying to write a help guide for a system where the user interface is constantly changing, that's a possible task, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then we had our good friend Clippy. Um, we did have a formal memorial service. He is gone. Here we come to Word 2003. And you can see we've got the menus up there. We've got one, two, three, four, five rows of toolbars. We've got a task pane. We've got the help window coming up here because we ran out of room. We had to open up another window. Okay. I've, I have quite literally walked into to people's offices and they've, they've been using the product and they've got so many of these toolbars up and they've got them floating all over the place that they've got about that much room, you know, maybe, maybe two inches square to work on the actual document. And, and that's not a little monitor either. We're talking, you know, one of these nice big, big things and then we're gonna, it just doesn't work. So they started thinking about the, the, where this interface needed to go and we kind of wound up here. Uh, we had some guys from Boeing in and, and uh, you know, they're neighbors and, and they were helping us design this and, and then they just realized that, look, you know, this is, this is not right. Okay. So the goals for, for this version of Office are to make, first of all, everything easily discoverable. There is nowhere else that you have to go to find a piece of functionality. That's it. We call that the ribbon. Okay. Up there in that ribbon is every single piece of functionality that you can use in any of these applications. It's all there. Okay. Second of all, is we want people to more quickly feel a level of mastery. Okay? We want you to be confident that you can sit down with Office, create a good-looking, professional-looking document, and not have to spend an inordinate amount of time figuring out how to use the product. That's what we're trying to do. So let's make something here. Um, Let's see. Maybe we're going to do uh... now. Live demonstrations. Feel free to call out. You guys are my help system. Okay. So if you see me doing something stupid, please stop me. Um, unless it's going to be really funny. In that case, just let it go. And uh, I'll drop uh, you know some random text in there. Okay. All right, fine. Basic document. Nothing fancy. Um, let's see. Maybe uh, this word here needs to be italicized. Notice when I, when I highlight something, you can kind of see the outline of a little toolbar. As I get closer to that toolbar, it, it, it comes in. 
these are the most common tasks in Word. We actually collect usage data. Uh, we bring people in our labs, and these are the things that people do most often. Changing the font, italicizing, bolding, etc., etc., etc. Now, I'll go ahead and italicize. Now, for those of you who have been doing this for a long time and are keyboard junkies, all of the keyboard shortcuts that you've come to know and love and have tattooed on your wrists mm -hmm. still work. Okay? We haven't changed. As a matter of fact, for those of you who would like to be keyboard junkies, if you hit the Alt key, it will tell you what the keyboard shortcut is. So you can see those little boxes with the, uh, with the letters there. Uh, if I hit the W key, that'll take me over to the View tab. Okay. So I can go back. Now let me pretty this up a little bit. Let me highlight some more text. And, and this time, instead of uh, going to this floating toolbar, I'm going to do something a little more uh, interesting. I'm going to come up here to our Styles area. Uh, we're on the Home tab. And if I click this button here, we open this gallery. Now, you should see uh, a striking contrast between this and previous versions of Word. We're actually giving you some visual clue as to what the heck it is you're about to do. Okay? A lot of information. You actually see a sample of this. Okay? My favorite was dealing with fonts. Apply the font. Nah, that looks like crap. Undo it. Let's apply another one. Ah, that's even worse. Undo it. Go find another one. Hey, seriously, spend a half hour just, just dorking around with fonts. Um, <laughs> for, for about 10 years, I actually had a little printout that had a sample of all the fonts. And every time we release new fonts, I had it added on there. It's, it's quite ridiculous. Uh, so now I can kind of see what, where I'm going at. And uh, I'm looking for title. There it is. And, and notice, I'm just floating my mouse over the title. And you can see that it's reflecting the possible change live in the document. I haven't had to apply anything. I won't have to hit undo if I don't like it. Uh, let me float over something else and see. Yeah, okay, we get an idea of what this is going to look like. All right, so we'll go with that. We'll hit title. Uh, this is uh, a heading. Uh, so let me go back and I'll take heading one here. And we can see that live. I have a question? Yes. Those look like styles, not fonts necessarily. These are, these are styles. <laughs> uh, fonts would be the, uh, the same story. If I highlight something, um, here's, my, here's my fonts. Actually, let me highlight something that's not going to be hidden by that box. float over these font names and you can see a change live in the document. That's a legitimate time saver. That, that really truly is. Uh, we have some predefined style sets. You can define your own. Okay. So if you've got a, a, a documentation uh, a style guideline in-house, you can, you can build up these styles uh, to match. Uh, we can build color sets to, to make that match. This doesn't show up uh, too well on the, uh, the overhead projector. Let's get something obnoxious that will. There we go. All right. So let's see. What else do we need here? Uh, we want this to be professional, to make an impact. Maybe we need some illustrations. I've got a picture I want to put in here. Now, with no previous training, please take a look at that screen. Look at the ribbon. Uh, if I want to add a picture into my document, where would you look? Insert. Absolutely. Insert. 
So all the things that we'd be you know, used to seeing and inserting into a, a, a document, cover pages, our tables, okay? We'll see a live preview of what that's going to look like if we do that, okay? Lots of fun there. Hyperlink bookmarks, we've got cross-referencing, uh, headers, footers, uh, quick parts. Okay. Um, let's say we've got information tied to document properties. We'll come back to that in a second. We can build these out. I was going to add a picture. So let me click on picture. And let's, uh, let's find something. All right. It's an environmental impact. We'll get my buddy Rolf in there. He's an environmentalist. From right inside of, of Word, we'll, we'll go ahead and resize this. I don't need to pop out to a, another photo editor. Um, let's see. I'd, I'd like to move this. That was always an adventure for me in, in Word, was getting the positioning right. You know what? Let's just take one of the predefined ones. Let's move that there. No, there. Uh, upper right-hand corner. I like that. Let's put them up here. All right, that's nice. Um, I want to make a more of an impact, so let's change the style. Let's find something that will be... Eh, that's kind of... Oh, that's cute. Let's go with that one. I spent a minute. I spent a minute. How long would this take in previous versions of Word? Five, ten? For me, half an hour. I'm not that smart. Okay? But very quickly, and without a whole lot of effort, can make an impactful looking document. Notice that I have this picture selected. I got a new tab. I got some picture tools. Okay? There's a lot of context sensitivity built into Office. Um, this was a, a problem with previous versions. If you're using Excel, and you were doing something with pivot tables, and you had the pivot table toolbar sitting there. If you stopped working with that pivot table, the pivot table toolbar was still sitting there, and it was clogging up your screen space. Okay? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense here if I highlight the word coordinate for me to be assaulted with picture tools, and for this to be taking up valuable space on the screen. That make any sense? Okay, I need the things that I want to work with text. Come back to the picture. My tools are back, so I can continue working with with this picture. Okay. Let's see. Same thing with uh, insert. Let's go back to insert for a second. Uh, one of the the fun things. Any uh, anybody working with uh, life sciences or or uh, um, you know, fuel companies or, or, or uh, aerospace. Anybody doing, equ yeah, okay, life insurance equations. Okay, equations have been a hassle. Well, let's get an equation in there. Well, we've got the basic ones here that are already, already defined. So, and uh, gee, I went to college and I don't even know what some of these things are. Okay, but notice I've got an equation editor tool up here now. So if I've got a custom equation, uh, I can start adding these. What are the different symbols that I can put in here? These are all these really cool mathematical symbols that I certainly don't understand. Okay, Putting fractionals in here, how do we deal with that? 
putting scripts in here so we can build out these uh, uh, functions. Yes? Foreign words with accents and English. Yep. Yeah, I was going to ask what you said a lot. We do have, yeah, we can look at symbols. Um, one of the things that, uh, uh, let's take a look at more symbols. And uh, I don't know what I have installed. It would be special characters, I think. Or you don't have any foreign languages? I don't have any foreign languages installed. I've, I've got a, a very plain uh, English installation. But what I should let you know is it's very easy to install additional language support. Okay? Uh, the language packs are there. Uh, I think we're... Let's see, I, I saw at least 15 last night um, waiting for, for installation on, on one of my PCs. Um, we're, we're beyond that. So the, the core five, if you will, uh, English, French, Spanish, uh, uh, German, and, and Japanese, right out the gate. And we're, we're into the Chinese, Korean, uh, Russian, uh, Kurlik-based text languages. Uh, they'll all work in here, and you don't need to have, uh, you know, another installation of the Spanish version of Windows to work with it. You can all just work with it in here. Okay. You could probably, I guess, map your keyboard too. You could. You could. Uh, we also have uh, some translation tools in here. Question. Get you in one second. Uh, I just want to take a quick peek and see if I've got my translation tools. I don't use them that much. So. Bear with me for a second. Translate. I would like to translate that to Japanese. Alright. Okay. So in this case, we're, we're partnering with a third company to do full, uh, full language translation. Uh, you can override that and use your own services if you like. Yes? Yeah, I was looking on the, the insert menu, and um, do, is there an option to, to put in a table of contents anymore, or is that, you know, you can... Yeah, so right here, uh, we've actually got a, a, a slightly different spot for it. It's the References tab, and uh, the, the References tab has a, a number of new things. You know, first off... Yeah, got a references tab, and we can pop our, our table of contents in there. That's a bad spot for table of contents, let me tell you, but you get the idea. Um, David's not too good at this. Yeah, might want to put a new page in there. Um, we also have uh, some real footnote support. Um, one of my t 